Good evening. Welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Von Don, along with my one co-host this week, Chad Patterson. Just me today. Just you. How does it feel? It's a little strange. We're in a different um, seating arrangement. We are. It almost it almost feels quieter. It does feel quieter. I miss having our lovely host add to my left. He's beautiful to look at. Super yeah. handsome. Our little triangle is kind of nice. It was it nice. It gives a different dynamic. It was nice. You know, you, you don't like to see Spencer Ware go down like that, like as we just saw live. No, that was devastating. Two minutes ago. Oh, he's being carted off. I was literally talking about how excited I was to have him in three of my other... So three out of my four Dynasty Leagues. I, I own Spencer Ware. And he's now looks like done for season. He's currently getting carted off. Just desperately holding... Gripping that knee very tightly. He could be okay. He doesn't look like he's like... You know, but it's a, tor- a torn ACL though is not out of control. Like it hurts, but you can still walk. That's the issue. Yeah, you just can't cut. You can't do anything. I mean, on the inside, I'm super jacked up as a Kareem Hunt owner. And you're you're about to see he's possibly about to cap off this this pretty long touchdown drive. I believe it's been what 80 yards so far. If, you, if you're Ooh, watching the game at this point, stopped in the backfield. And like he gets stopped yards. in the backfield. All right. Well, All right. that's gonna do it for that drive. But yeah, um, unfortunately, Spencer Ware just went down. So that's a uh, We'll have more news, hopefully, throughout the episode. Not ideal. I'm sorry. It's it's okay. It's the curse. It's okay. I do manage to to kill every player that I, I touch. <laughs> All got, right. You gotta wonder who you pissed off in, in, in the past that made this happen. I, I just Gee. don't know at this point, but it's been the long-running joke that literally everyone I trade for, everyone I go out and obtain, they just get hurt. It's unfortunate, dude. What are you going to do? It's the, the life, you can do. life of a dynasty owner. Just keep plugging along. So that being said, we have a long, action-packed episode. We uh, we took a little bit of a, of a hiatus during the craziest time that we've seen in the past maybe year. Mm. There's been a lot that's happened since last episode. A lot has happened. People with new teams. It's exciting. It's going down. Quarterback controversy. It's very exciting, and we're going to lay it all on the line for you today. So let's start with quarterbacks. Some news and notes. First... Probably the biggest acquisition, um, I believe we mentioned it brief, but Ryan Tannehill did go down um, with an injury, and he believe he's out for the entire season. So Miami, assuming that they're a contender with new head coach Adam Gase, decides to go out and get Jay Cutler straight from the broadcasting booth mm. to now starting in the NFL. It was good because I could not name you the Dolphins' backup quarterback. Matt Moore, dude. Is it still Matt it's Moore? Matt Moore. Good for him. So you know the Dolphins aren't going to win a game with Matt Moore. At least you have Jay Cutler, who's, I guess, somewhat fresh. He probably took the offseason off. He's moving towards his broadcasting career. Gets the call and decides to come back. Are you touching Jay Cutler with a 10-foot pole in Dynasty? Unless I'm super desperate, no. Okay. Are you? Um, I mean, I am... I can't say much, many positive things about my team. Mm-hmm. But one is that my quarterback situation is set. My okay. quarterbacks are great, and I don't have to touch the position for at least a decade. To be completely honest, barring unforeseen injuries, correct? Or, you know, spur-of-the-moment trades. Spur-of-the-moment trades, which are tough. Which will probably happen within the next 10 years. Correct. Um, but that being said, no. Uh, I'm not going to touch Jay Cutler, like I said, unless it's a desperation situation. Yeah. And even in that, I'm, it's if he's not on the waiver, I'm probably not even giving a fifth for him. You know, it, it, it's I, I read that he came to you know practice out of shape, and his quote was, you can play quarterback or this position when you're out of shape. <laughs> so... I that mean, is such a Jay Cutler. It quote. really is. Just walking down the street with a cigarette in his mouth, you know. He just does his thing, and I kind of love it. Doing his thing. Was going to hop in the broadcast booth, but now we can see him on the field again. I mean, I don't know. 
I don't I don't hate it. I, I love Cutler to Parker. Um, but yeah, unless you're in a two QB league, I really don't think Jay Cutler is going to pose much of a threat. Yeah. Um, unless you're in the deepest of deep leagues, like 16 plus. Stupid deep. Um, so that being said, Jay Cutler is now in the Dolphins. Next up, some quarterback controversy between two teams um, that are in need of a quarterback. Starting with the Jacksonville Jaguars, unfortunately, mm-hmm. with our other co-host, uh, his longtime team name, Bortle Combat. Um, Ninja Bortles. Ninja Bortles. Bortortle. Bortortle. There's been a lot of great ones over the years, and he's cut ties with them solely because he's terrible. It's unfortunate, but he's looked very, very bad. So now the Jaguars are, are saying that they may move to Chad Henney. Do you, are you buying into this? Are you just thinking this is maybe a motivational tactic? Or do you really think that Chad Henney will be the starting quarterback week one? Well, we got to look at it yesterday. Chad Henney started the game, struggled. Then Blake Bortles comes in and was... I mean, stats, I didn't see the whole game. But stats-wise, they were, they were pretty good numbers. So it's really a conflict in Jacksonville. Um Personally, why not go out and get like a Kaepernick? Why not go out and get someone? Well, they, t- they talked. I saw a quote today that they're not against signing Kaepernick. I don't hate that move for them. No, I don't hate it at all. It just adds something to the competition. It just, it's bad that they waited this long because you could have signed him earlier. He was available and he would have learned the offense. Now you're coming in week three of the preseason. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not easy to pick up a new offense that quickly. It's really not, especially it's as not. a quarterback who needs to run the entire offense. It's not. So even if he does come in, I don't even know if it's feasible that he would be able to start week one if he's the most talented. Yeah, I mean, I don't. That whole situation sucks. I'm avoiding all of them in in dynasty drafts. Would you? Take yeah. The same oh thing? yeah. I'm not touching him. If he's a free agent, and I'm still not going to touch him. I, I think that whole quarterback situation is toxic. I don't want any of them on my team. But well, if you had, if you had to pick one, which one would you? I would I would probably keep the shot of Bortles. I would probably hold on to Bortles okay. over the rest of them. I think I would tend to agree. Or or I mean Brandon Allen's been getting well not Buzz but the Gus uh, not Gus Bradley um, Doug Marone now. Yeah, Doug Marone was joking around. He's like I'm even gonna give Brandon Allen a shot. He's looked okay. He's not to bad. Be honest He's with not you. bad. He was good in college. Do you think he played at Arkansas? If if I remember correctly, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, he's not a bad quarterback. It's just that. He's probably not an NFL caliber starter. Maybe they can get lucky. Maybe he'll break out to be a decent quarterback. I mean, so I've also not heard rumors from like Schefter per se, but talks of maybe Tyrod Taylor getting traded. Do you think that's a feasible landing spot for Tyrod? I think that'd be a great fit. A great fit. Just I throw think, up the I ball to Tyrod, A-Rod, the do, deep threats. Would do super well there. Too. Absolutely. I think that would be cool and something to monitor. Get him out of Buffalo. For some reason, he's hated in Buffalo. I don't understand why. He's a serviceable quarterback. He's not. I don't think he's bad at all by any means. Um, I think he's a great fit in Jacksonville. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I heard that. I forgot what podcast I was listening to. I was like, that's really interesting, and I kind of love it. So you would agree that his stock would be up if he were to go to Jacksonville? Well, a million percent. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm with you. He's, you have the young, fun offense. And he's not old. He's, what, 26, 27? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. He can run, spread the field. He can, yeah, he can I mean, do it all. It's, it's a good fit. It really is. So that being said, we're going to move on to the last quarterback controversy that we have, and that's um, over in my neck of the woods, up in Cleveland. Um, it looks like... There's been a quarterback controversy in Cleveland for the last 12 years. Well, no. So there hasn't been a quarterback controversy. They've always had their starter. We just knew the starter wasn't going to be good. This is one year where we don't know who the starter is going to be, and it's, it's kind of interesting to see. It's kind of interesting to have it play out, and I kind of hope it is Kaiser at this point. I was against starting him from the beginning. 
But everything that I've seen so far in the preseason, all the people, the the analysts and the the beat reporters that I trust, they're all saying that he looks well far and beyond where a normal rookie would be at this point. And I kind of love that. Sure. Because we know, we know coming in he had all the intangibles. I would love to give him a shot, especially because it's a different situation than what they had back in 1999 with Tim Couch. They had no one. They had a worse offensive line than the Colts do. Like, they, they had a very bad offensive line, and they threw in a rookie quarterback. What do you think is going to happen? He's going to get killed. If you have a, someone with a good offensive line, you can throw him out there, and there's not that much of a... I mean, there's a risk, but not as much of a risk, mm-hmm. where he's not just going to be ruined for his career. They were little, Tim Couch was mentally like disturbed. Like he was, he was going off the rails at the end. It wasn't good. It was not pretty. Yeah, I mean, Kai's just got a Hall of Fame offensive lineman blocking for him. You gotta love that. I mean, a lot of them have had a Hall of Fame offensive line for him blocking for him. So that's not saying <laughs> true, much. True, but the well, offensive couch that was was it the couch days that Joe Thomas was there as well. No, Joe Thomas got drafted in oh four oh six no oh four. Was Joe Thomas? Okay. It was somewhere somewhere around there. Or maybe 07. It was somewhere somewhere in that vicinity. I'm, I'm blanking off the top of my head now. Um, oh, 07, because he's been in the year for a decade. Okay. Yeah, 07. Um, yeah, so no, he didn't have Tim Couch. Tim, they, Tim Couch literally had no one. Tim Couch didn't have him. I actually wrote, in funny, like, a little aside, I wrote a rhetorical analysis. It was five pages in college, like, for, like, a, one of my final papers, um, on why Tim Couch was not a draft bust. And that was that was the main point of my argument was the fact that they invested nothing. Is that where it started around him? What is that where it started? Is no. that where you started ending careers? No, not at all. It was the, the Cleveland Browns ended that career. Don't you don't want to go there? Come on. I don't know. You write but, you write this whole piece on how good Tim Couch is and well, not I, I'm not saying that he was excellent. I'm saying that he would have been a normal and like oh, so this came after he busted. Correct. This oh, was okay. in, gotcha, when gotcha, I was in college. Gotcha. Tim Couch was long at it. Oh, the, sorry, the I missed that part. Um, yeah, I wrote this in college. This is one of my final papers. A five-page rhetorical analysis rebutting the fact that he was a bust. Because look gotcha. at how little they invested. But yeah, that's that's uh, neither here nor there. Um, but at this point, do you buy into Kaiser starting? I would like to read that, first of all. I'll see if I can find yeah, a copy. Please find it. I'll see if I can find a copy. Um, what was your question? Do you buy into Kaiser starting? I like Kaiser. He's a little bit raw. And Absolutely. we've seen him make some bad decisions. Um Taking too much time in the pocket. You literally saw this one play where the pocket yep. just collapses on him. Yeah. You know, you got to get that ball out sooner. But, I mean, he has the talent. He has the skill to do it. It's funny. We were watching Will Fuller highlights yesterday. He was throwing beautiful deep passes to Will Fuller. Oh, he's, he's got a cannon. In college, he does. So, I mean, he's got a good offensive line. He's got some decent weapons around him. You know, we got Kenny Britt, Corey Coleman, Duke Johnson. Why not give him a shot? I mean, Brock Osweiler is not the answer and. In Cleveland. No, and I think they'll take anything for him at this point. If they can get a seventh round pick, I think they will take it. They don't care. Yeah. I mean, what did they trade for him? I forget. Nothing. They just signed him? We No, no, no. We traded. So we we took on his salary. We literally got his salary and a second round pick. That's how bad they wanted to get rid of the $16 million that they owed him. And him himself. <laughs> Uh, we we well, might have we might have returned a fourth. I don't remember exactly, but we literally took on a sixteen million dollar contract and got a second round pick to do it. I mean, if, if I'm if I'm the Browns, I, I'm giving I'm giving it to Kaiser. Brockenship okay. is not good. No, he's terrible. He had one of the best receivers in football last year in Houston, and look at the down year he had. So yeah, to me. Why not give him a shot? Why not give the rookie a shot? Yeah. I mean, you guys do that all the time. Maybe one's got to pan out. Yeah. Maybe this is the time. 
in all honesty, if I had Kaiser over Deshaun Watson, and um, I probably would have traded Jameis. I love Kaiser. He's grown on me a lot. Go get him, dude. I can't from trainer now. Trainer's not going to give him up. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, Kaiser sucks. Yeah, trainers should drop him. Yeah, totally. Drop him, Tiz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to the next position. Um, fresh, hot off the presses as well. Um, Julian Edelman going down with an injury today. We don't really know much about the injury, but it did not sound good from what we were reading on Twitter. Um, what are your thoughts, Chad? You are an Edelman owner. Uh, it's a sad day. It's a sad day. He is like 30. He's Tom Brady's favorite target. Um, the good news is, well, first of all, let's get to the video. The video is of him. I think he had just caught the ball and he's running. He has some space in the open field and you can just see his leg kind of is in a weird position and then he just goes down. Carted off. Didn't look good. Who knows? Maybe it's just a sprain. Maybe he'll be back week one. Maybe he won't be. Maybe he'll be out for the season. Um, the silver lining, the way I'm looking at it is... Now there's less mouse to feed there, and Chris Hogan was available on the on the in free agency. I saw you picked him up. It was a good move. I had to pick him up immediately because uh, I'm I mean I'm positive someone else would have went and grabbed him. Yeah, absolutely. So at least I have Hogan now. I have Malcolm Mitchell still, who's going to get more chances now if Edelman's out for a while. So it's I'm not all that upset. Um, it just but it does suck. He was he was my number one flex player. I thought he was going to be a great flex star for me this year. Maybe he still will be. Hopefully he will be. But um, it makes me regret not doing some trades I had on the table earlier in the in the year for him. But what can you do? Nothing. You can just move on to the next guy. You can. Um, so at this point, uh, are you... So let's say you don't own Edelman at this point. Are you going out and trying to buy low on Edelman? Yeah. I can buy into that. It's not a bad move, yeah, right? Yeah, it's not a what, bad move. What would, what would you offer? What do you think the value is? Late second, early third, maybe. Okay. No, that's fair. I would would probably, I'd probably say the exact same thing. Yeah. At that point, if I can get him, because like you said, he's not that old. He's only 30. He still has a great rapport with Brady. Exactly. Um, But that being said, that's... Um, I mean, your window is very small. Window's very small, it and was, that's also the the guy that Belichick likes to give up on. Those those older guys, he'll ship them off. It was between an hour ago and when they come out with the official injury report. So your window is very small to buy low on Edelman. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, moving on to the next uh, major piece of news, Sammy Watkins finally gets out of the prison that is Buffalo and gets traded to the Los Angeles Rams. I personally love everything about this trade, um, not only for Watkins' value, not only for the entire Rams uh, as as a whole unit, but also for Gurley. I think it's great. I think it's great for Goff. I think it's great for Cooper Cup. I think it's great for Tyler Higby. I think it's great for everyone. I'm super, super excited about it, and mm-hmm. I would be going out to buy Sammy Watkins in a heartbeat. It's weird, because I feel like this is a love-hate thing. I feel like people hate the situation for him, and I feel like people love it. Yeah. I'm coming around. I'm thinking, so what, I'm thinking what was, I love what it was your what was your point against it when you didn't like it? Was Goff it was not Goff. good? Okay. It was Goff in the O-line. Okay. It, is Goff going to have enough time to throw? Is he better than last year? Um, But now, uh, I'm second-guessing myself, because I look at last year... Kenny Britt was there. He had over a thousand yards. Yeah, Sammy Watkins is better than Kenny Britt. Why can't Kenny Britt or Sammy Watkins have over a thousand yards too? He just has to stay healthy. That's what it is. If he stays healthy for sixteen games, I think you'll have a good fantasy year. Absolutely. I think I think Goff might be coming into his own a little bit this year. And um, I mean, he has to be better than last year. You would think, but who knows? Um, I like it. I like it. But like I said, I feel like some people hate it just because it's the Rams and they have a bad stigma around them. 
So are you, you're selling, you're at this point right now, you said you're starting to come around. Are you still selling walk-ins or are you trying to buy them? And if so, what are you buying them for? I would try to buy them. For um, what? Like are you a two first reel? Like, I don't know if I would give that much. I definitely give a first and something. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if it's another first. Okay. Maybe like a first and like a wide receiver or two or three. Okay. I would. I would probably offer the two first. Like I'm. I'm thinking about offering this to Kojak probably as we speak. I don't think it's a bad move, and I don't think people would hate that trade. No, it's not bad. He just has to accept it. He's Sammy Watkins. I mean, when he's healthy, he shows flashes of being elite. Yeah. So, I, I would I would try to go buy him. All right. I'm going to send the text out now. Uh, moving on to the next player, another big trade. Um, Buffalo loses one receiver, but they gain another. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this time it's more of a slot receiver in Jordan Matthews, one of my players. I think it's another good move. Like I said, he's getting getting out of Philadelphia, where there was they, they went out and got some guys. Although Torrey Smith is not my favorite player, he will still get on the field. Nelson Aguilar was starting to emerge, which is great for me as well. Um Alshon Jeffrey is a stud receiver. They have Zach Ertz, one of the best tight ends in the game. And you have some passing down running backs in Darren Sproles, Danell Pumphrey, Wendell Smallwood can catch the ball. So there's a lot of mounts of feed in Philly. Mm-hmm. And Carson Wentz, although he can dish it out, you still don't know where the targets are going to go. You have no idea. So I think it's good going to Buffalo. They're He's Pats get 2.0. Some that, that offense is Pats 2.0. Yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. That's not a bad not a bad comparison. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like to move to Buffalo. It's just a matter of... Of of if he picks up the offense well and if his sternum heals, <laughs> there's news that literally upon getting traded to Buffalo, he had a fractured sternum which kept him out. They're going to sit him out the rest of the preseason, but he should be ready for Week One, which is on all accounts. Um, but everything that I've heard is he's he's progressing faster than normal. They think he's going to be ready for Week One, which is great. I, I'm I'm happy with the move for Jordan Matthews. Yeah, I mean you got to throw to somebody. You do. It's going to be Zay Jones and him. Especially since our next player that we're going to talk about, we can just move him in, actually retired. But since Buffalo looks to be in a complete rebuild mode, similar to what the Jets are doing, Anquan Bolden actually retired. He decided to call it quits, which makes sense. When you're at that point in your career, you're a borderline Hall of Famer. The only reason you're coming around is, A, you've spent all your money horribly, and you need it to survive, or you're trying to chase a ring. And at that point, the Buffalo Bills gave it up entirely. Yeah. And I, I, I can't blame him for retiring. Then. Well, he says that's not the reason, but... You, you know, know it's the reason. You know that's the reason. Why are you suffering full, a full season of cold in Buffalo? Like, if you're going to do that, go down and play in Jacksonville. Go down yeah. and play some... Someone will sign you. Mm-hmm. He's got the name. He's got... He's still got the ability. Yeah. He was going to be, a, like, a sneaky, like, flex play this year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was... I was... Had no qualms with that. Yeah. And when Sammy got traded... And Bolden was there. You know, he was arguably the number one receiver. Yeah, there was a lot of people hyping him up a lot. So, you know, it sucks to see him go. What are you going to do? Um, he had a great career. He's a Hall of Famer. Do you, you think he's a lock? I, do, I, I don't know if he's a lock. I personally think he's a Hall of Famer. So I don't I don't think he gets in first bat. I think he would get in, like, second time around or third time around. But I agree yeah. with you. I think he is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I love that. Anquan was great for so many years. He was really good. It's funny. I, I saw, like, a, uh, a tweet. It was like... Um, which of these players is a Hall of Famer? It didn't say who it was. It just showed the stats. Yeah. And like, it was like clearly like choice B, but like choice A and C were already Hall of Famers or whatever. And choice B was Bolden. And like, you would never expect him to have such good numbers. No, he had he, amazing numbers. A long, he was really good career. You remember him and Fitz? Yeah. It was dominant. That was a really good uh, receiving core. 
Good times. Back in the day. Uh, but yeah, Jordan Matthews and Quan Bolden, uh, some big news in Buffalo. Um, another thing we wanted to touch upon is kind of the Texans wide receiver situation. It, it's kind of bleak and dreary outside of DeAndre Hopkins, who everyone loves. And now, not to mention that Jalen Strong, who's getting some hype as the number two receiver, now gets suspended officially for his marijuana arrest earlier in 2016. Who, you think Braxton Miller emerges? Do you think it's someone else? Who, who are you buying as their wide receiver too? Who is it? By default, Braxton Miller. But you don't think they put Braxton Miller in a slot and someone someone else? I, I honestly don't even know I, that's, that's who the, else that's it would my be. Only, I don't know who it would be. They've been talking about Tyler Irvin moving to, no, to receiver. No, get off the Tyler They've Irvin They've been talking trade. about moving Tyler no. Irvin to wide receiver. I don't see that happening. You don't see it? No. He's got hands. He's quick. I would just I would say Braxton. You put him at slot receiver, he gets you negative two fantasy points a game. It's great. I mean, it's really fuller, but he's out for a month. Exactly. They just have had the injuries there. It's, it's not so going well. So he's out. Jalen is suspended. It's Braxton. Like, <laughs> you just look at the depth chart. It's him by default. You got to assume. Um, I I honestly just, even in that situation, I don't think I'm buying Braxton. I'm not either. I don't think I'm. I don't think that they're a high volume enough passing attack to, mm-hmm. to warrant a wide receiver too. I don't think I don't think that it will sustain any value. So you don't believe in Savage? I I believe in Savage to manage a game. I, I think he has the ability to get through a game. I just don't think he has the ability to make a wide receiver two fantasy relevant. Do you think he has the ability to make DeAndre Hopkins relevant? I think DeAndre Hopkins will be like a wide receiver two. But not what he used to be like two, three years ago? I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I hope he proves me wrong, but I, I, I just personally don't think so. I think he has just a down year, not by lack of talent. Just Do you by think that he has a better year than last year? Hopkins? Mm-hmm. That's a hard question. I would yeah. say yes. I, don't, I honestly, off the top of my head, I don't know where he finished last year. Well, you know he had a down year. He, he did, but I, so I, I honestly think he ends up as a wide receiver too. I'm not sure where he ended up fantasy-wise, but... Okay. I think he ends up somewhere in the wide receiver two range. Whether it be high or low, I don't know, but he will be there. Uh, I think I'm with you. I think he's on the cusp of being a wide receiver one. Yeah. All right. And then the last one, um, OBJ, we don't know if he's just a diva or if he was legitimately hurt. He he would stood a, a pretty tough hit, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, from Brianne Body Calhoun uh, in the Browns Body. preseason game. Body Calhoun's pro- pushing a start, and that, that was my argument for it. It, I don't think it was a dirty hit. It really did not look either. like a dirty hit. He just dove at him. And at that point, if you're a young corner, you're trying to make a name for yourself, you're going to want to tackle Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just unfortunate that when he dove, it came his close to his His foot got name. caught under him. Exactly. It's it's, I don't think it was a dirty hit. The Giants fans will, will disagree with me, but I, yeah, I truly, truly do not think it was. Um, it was just unfortunate. But he, he hammed it up a while, for a while. Like He was like on the ground in the locker room. Mm-hmm. The crowds were following him the whole time. I hope he's not hurt that well. All, everything that I've heard, he's not hurt that that bad. He managed to avoid the high ankle sprain. Um, but I I don't know. Are you? Does this scare you at all? Well, you, you know, there's reports of that he could maybe miss week one. Um, I read somewhere that his production in like the first couple weeks of the football season was like isn't great historically for him. In not, general, I shouldn't say historically. He's only been in the league for like three years or whatever. But yeah, he's like always gotten off to a slow start. Um, so if he is out the first week, is that going to impede his progress more? Like, is he not going to start coming into his own again until like week four, week five? And even so, 
it's still probably worth it to take him three in startups, no? Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. a, this isn't impacting where I take him. Yeah, 100%. In startup. I, I totally agree with you there. I don't, I don't think even think impacts. it's impacting in a redraft. No, but I, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but I do think he's a bit of a diva. I mean, he's absolutely a diva. Yeah. But Giants fans, where you at? We'll see. I can't wait well, for the chat. Well, I think chat. the same thing about Le'Veon Bell. I think Le'Veon Bell's a diva, too. Absolutely. The fact that he I turned down a $14 million contract is obscene to me, Chad. How does that even happen? He wants to be the highest paid. You're, you're in a position where you're the most volatile position in sports. And you're going to turn down $14 million? I don't know, man. Guaranteed $14 it's, million? It, it bugs me. That's unbelievable. Just play football. Do your job play football. James Conner, baby. James Conner's looking good. Time is now. Um, so moving on, to uh, speaking of James Conner, we'll move on to the running back situation. We have three running back uh, situations that we want to go over. And then we're going to go into some trades and bets. Um, so we'll start with uh, Ezekiel Elliott weighing in on his suspension, which is another enormous piece of news that happened on that Friday with Sammy Watkins and Jordan Matthews, is that they're talking about Zeke, the original punishment was six games. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's legitimately crazy where he was not even convicted. But the punishment is still six games. I get it. Obviously, extremely, extremely severe and and well-warranted. But if he wasn't convicted, six games seems a lot. Do you think he gets the full suspension for six games? Um, I think he'll end up with like four. That's the popular answer, four. Yeah. Um, but you also don't know like when. So this this was what scares me in redraft leagues to to focus on. When is the suspension going to occur? Like, is he going to appeal like Brady, and is it going to be the last four games? That could very well be the playoff case. push. Could very well. Is be it the going case. to be the first four games, and then you can ride him through the end? Like that's horrifying. Especially if you're investing such a high draft pick there. Mm-hmm. Again, in Dynasty, you're going to hold on to him where it doesn't matter. He's a stud for the next X amount of years unless he does something stupid again. Right. But in Redraft, that's, that's really scary. So that, so that being said, so, so let's say, hypothetically, that he starts with a four-game suspension. Okay. Where do you take him in Redrafts? And it's just the first four games? Mm-hmm. I'm still taking him in the first round. Are you? Yeah. Okay. I have no problem with that because, like I said, it, you want him towards the end. Think of how many injuries that happen throughout the football season. If he's going to miss four games, he's less likely to be injured for those four games, and he's more likely to make the playoff push when you need him. If you can hit on like a flyer running back late, like a Theo Riddick, somebody like that that's going to put up points, and then you can install Zeke when it matters, that's awesome. If it's towards the end, I'm not. I'm probably not going to take him. Okay, that's fair. So, so let's say it's six games. Same thing? To start, I, it, it'll probably waiting? push me down. I, I will probably wait until like the turn at the second. Okay. Then that I will, will push him back, but the ta- the talent is so that you can't. And now, deny so it. do you target Darren McFadden the handcuff later in the draft? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. I think that's got to be the move. Yeah, one hundred percent the move. Yeah. Where are you taking him? Same thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. If it's six games, m- mid, hopefully second round, four games. It depends on what pick I have. If I have, like, pick six, seven, probably seven. Do I take him there? I don't think so. I don't think I would take him there in general. I think I might go, like, based on everything I'm hearing, is like, that's where Mike Evans would go, and I would take Mike Evans. Cause let, I think Mike Evans is, like, sixth. Because let's, let's just play it out quick. So let's, let's assume David Johnson goes one, Le'Veon Bell goes two. OBJ three, AB four. You could alter alternate those however you want. Julio five, 
Evan six. Evan six. I was gonna say maybe Freeman six. So Evan six, and then what? So then you're looking at Zeke, you're looking at Freeman, you're looking at Cooper, all those guys. So that's a, that's an interesting tier. You're looking at AJ, mm-hmm. who's an, oh, another amazing pick, also. Yeah. That's a it's a tough tier to pick from. It is. Yeah, I guess if you're top seven eight, maybe don't take him. That's fair. If you have like pick nine or ten, take him. I would lock it in absolutely. Yeah. All right. So moving on to uh, two muddled backfield situations. We talked about some muddled quarterback situations. Starting with the Philadelphia Eagles. <sighs> Similar to the Carlos Hyde saga, they cannot make up their minds okay. on Wendell Smallwood and LeGarrette Blunt. It literally flip-flops every day. One's getting cut and one's the bell cow starter. It's unbelievable. It's literally unbelievable. Roto World is annoying. It's it's gotten worse because they've it's literally really just they they used to be more selective and I think they were trying to appeal to everyone. Now so one thing it's been good because they've gotten funnier. They have no problem throwing in jokes, which is awesome. But now they're literally just spamming everything out. It's kind of frustrating. Exactly, it's like very saying. frustrating. Um, like you get excited for a little orange update and then it's just contradicting everything that was in the last update. Mm-hmm. Um, but who who are you taking in this backfield or are you avoiding it entirely? Do you have a favorite? To be honest with you, I think it's Sproles. I think he's going to have the most consistent role in that yeah, backfield. I agree with you. This year, 100%. Yeah. I mean, in, in redraft especially. not Probably not Dynasty. No, not Dynasty. In redraft. Dynasty, probably Smallwood. Yes. But I I don't know. I think I think I would avoid, avoid it entirely. Yeah. I, I'm also not the biggest LeGarrette Blount fan. I, I don't. His, his stats outside of what he did with the Patriots are not. They're good, but they're not great. He's mm-hmm. just. He's an average power. He's just a good power back. He is. And I personally would would avoid him at, at that spot. So he's not my favorite guy there. Um, I, I have an affliction for Smallwood. I love him. But I don't know if he can make it as, as a It's tricky because back. you know why? I feel like they're all just average. Yeah. Right? But like I said, Smallwood is the most upset. Yeah, I would agree. Scrolls on his way out. Blunt's not going to come near his 18 touchdown season last year. No. Pumphrey's a midget. <laughs> I yeah. Clement has looked okay. Yeah, but they're not they're not going to roster five running backs. No, they're so not. So one of them's going to get caught. That's that's a rumor that I've heard is Clement just starts on the practice squad, which would make sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also think they just work more of uh more checkdown passes than they do actual between the tackles running game. But we'll see. Time yeah. will tell. Um, but yeah, in, in this case, this year I'm I'm starting with with um, Darren Sproles as my my go-to. Uh, now moving on to the Seattle backfield, a lot of question marks there too. I've even heard rumors maybe Lacey gets cut. That's crazy. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Rumors are flying around for everything. I well, today I, it came out that Rawls is atop the depth chart. I love that. I mean, he deserves it. He's done nothing but do very well whenever he's healthy. He's done but nothing he's not but healthy produce. very often. That's because of his violent running. He's just way too violent. I kind of love it, though. Yeah. And that's why he's so successful. Yeah. I mean, is this similar to Eagles where Proces is the back to own? I don't, I don't even know if he is, though, because he's another one that can't stay healthy. That's true, too. I, obviously, the upside's there. I he's love He's going to have the most consistent role. It's the same argument Correct. you can make with Sproles. Correct. It's it's tricky. I would probably, I would probably go Rawls. Okay. No, uh, no love for the rookie either. It's getting a lot of hype. No, not really. Uh, Chris Carson. Yeah, no. 
He said he's a freak, I, but that, I, I, that almost I, I, reminds me of the Kristen Michael hype, where just like the athletic yeah. freak comes in, does well, and then we'll see what he actually can do. I don't know. It, I mean, this is similar to the Eagles. Okay. Right? I mean, I, I would pick Rawls. What would you, well, who would you pick? I would, no, I would pick Rawls as well. I, I, I'm all on the, on the Rawls train. But there, I think there I don't hate any of them. No, not at all. Right? I don't hate any of them. No. Whereas with the Eagles, I kind of hate there's all just, of them. There's just too many of them. That's the Correct. issue. Like, if you put CJ Procise on another team, like, that's awesome. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, in, in that case, I'm, I'm definitely going Rawls. I've targeted him. I reached out to Rob a few times. I was trying to get Rawls. Try to buy him low, but he's not budging. That's fair. Yeah, he just keeps countering with, like, me throwing He loves him. his running backs. He loves his running backs. He loves his he loves his running backs. <laughs> um, so that's going to do it for news and notes segment. Um, now we're going to move over to some trades. And since, like we said, we had a little bit of a hiatus, we've had a, quite a few of them. I believe there was 10 we've in total. 10. We've had double-digit trades in oh, about two weeks. A lot of that is due to me. Um, but the league's been active in total, and I think it's just because it's getting exciting. It's that point in the preseason where mm-hmm. the rosters and depth charts are starting to fill out. We're starting to pretty much know everything. This is the dress rehearsal game is currently going on. Um, right now, we're watching Kansas City lose to Seattle six to three. This is like the Buffalo Browns game of 08 that we all love and remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's an exciting time, and I think that's why a lot of trades are starting to resurface. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. All the camp hype, all the preseason games starting. It's starting to feel like football yes, season. 100%. It's starting to feel that way. It's a little crisp in the air. It is. I was talking about that last night. It's starting to hit it. It's, it's not totally to humid now. It's no. like it's bearable outside. You can just tell. It's in the air. Yeah. It's exciting. It's making people want to trade. It's like mating season. It is. It is. Everyone's doing their mating calls. Would you Would you give a first-round pick to go back to the start of summer? I think I would give all my first-round picks. No, I would give two first to go. Back I'm a to the fall start guy. I'm a summer guy. I'm, would... a, I'm a give me a pumpkin spice latte. Okay. Let me wear my scarf, and my okay. boots. And let me go play in the leaves. All right, that's me. I like it. Yeah. Super basic, basic Chad. I'm I'm super. Ba- I'll be the first to admit it. I'm super basic. Basic Chad. I like that. I'm gonna change that. Duncan has PSLs back now. PSLs are back. They're already. back. Wow. Pumpkin spice is back at Duncan. That is. You know how happy that made. That is wild. I was fired. Not up. even waiting till Labor Day. To bring out the PSL. I was fired up. Do what you gotta do. But um, if you'd like, uh, we don't want to start with the first trade. I will. So the first trade is between yourself and uh, our league champion, Mike Rogers. Okay, okay. Um, Rogers acquires Eric Ebron. Mm-hmm. You acquire an 18 second. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with the trade, um, to be honest. Rogers started, we, we have a poker night that we've been trying to consistently do, which is hard to stay on top of. And Rogers came in, he was like, we're going to make a trade tonight. And I was like, he wanted to trade, awesome. you could tell. He wanted to trade, he wasn't, he wasn't letting it be. And his, his one main issue, if you want to bring it up, is tight end. I mean, Jason Witten is, is reliable, but how much longer is he going to be reliable for? So he wanted to go out and get the, the upside young guy. Which is funny, because he started out for ASJ, until he realized my affinity for ASJ. And then he realized I was not even considering giving him up. Um, mm-hmm. For especially, he was going to offer like a fourth or a fifth. I was like, I'm not giving him up for anything. Um, so I went after Ebron. I think it's a fair trade. I think the value for Ebron is there. Just Ebron has has not played. He's hurt. He's literally been hurt it, the same length that Prashad Perrin's been hurt. Mm-hmm. It's been like the entire preseason. He just hasn't played. I think I think the stat was I, I'm honestly forgetting if I'm confusing Prashad Perriman or not. But it was it was since July 31st. He hasn't stepped on the field. It's a long time. It's a long, long time. 
and especially like you want to be ready for the season. Like I get you're trying to rest up, but like at some point you got to play. Mm-hmm. But I, I love I, that. Being said, I love the upside of Ebron. I traded two seconds for him a couple of seasons ago to Josh because I love Ebron. He's good. He was a top ten draft pick. Yeah, you got you to assume the pedigree's there. But I mean, I, you could afford to do this too. You have you had at the time three tight ends on your roster. Correct, correct. It wasn't a bad move. Njoku, ASJ. And Ebron. Yes. So I think you made a good move. You got a late second. I think it was Rogers' second. Yeah, Rogers. For for Ebron, why not? You don't need to roster three tight ends. No, no, no. So I think that you made the correct move. According, I ran all of these trades through the trade calculator. So according to that, Ebron scored a five, and a late eighteen second scored a four. Okay. So it's so it's close. It is close. That's it. I, honestly, with those, if they're within two points, usually pull the trigger because at that point, it's just your your gut. Like the calculator right. gets you to a legitimate vicinity, and then. You have to actually make using outside factors. Yeah, I, I like that. And they tend to favor the player. Too. Oh, always. always. So, so, so to me, this is a pretty even trade. Yeah, I like it. What's the next one? The next one is between you and Rogers again. Love it. Back to back. Rogers acquires Isaiah Crowell. Your boy. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. You acquire CJ Procise, uh, an 18 first, which I believe was Rogers. Yep. Um, and a 19 second. Yes. So I was I was very happy with this trade as well. Well, not not as happy until I got my final finished product, which was actually a couple of trades down the line um, with me and Rob Seckler. So it, it, when I went out looking for to deal Crow because I have no self restraint, um, I wanted two firsts, and everyone in the league knew that. I had a couple of close ones. That Riggio was the only real close one that was going to offer the mm. two first. He was coming at the solely hard. solely because he wanted to make my team worse and lock. Like I'm, I know I'm locked into a top three pick, but he wanted to lock me into one overall. Which is fine. That's I respect the hustle by Rich. Good strategy. Um, so I wanted two first. I ended up getting a little bit less with Rodgers, but it's fine. I, I like CJ Procise. The upside's there. It almost equates. Mm-hmm. Then I was able to flip CJ Procise for, I believe it was Marquise Lee, Jeremy Hill, and a nineteen second, a twenty nineteen second. So if you look at the haul in total, I got a twenty nineteen uh, twenty nineteen first from Rodgers, twenty nineteen second from Rodgers. A 2019 first from Seckler, Marquise Lee, Jeremy Hill, for the Crow. I'm I'm very happy with that haul. I would be too. It's, it's not a, bad. It's a good it's a good haul. I mean, it sucks that you traded your boy. You had an emotional attachment to him. I get it. Of course, everyone does. But I think value wise, I think he made out here. Absolutely. And Jeremy Hill's a sneaky bet to play some time, especially the start of the season. We don't know. I mean, no, I, obviously, I know Mixon is a superior back. I'm not arguing that. I'm not looking for an argument there. I, he just, I think Jeremy Hill will still get some carries early in the season. Yeah. I mean, Mixon hasn't shown what he's capable of thus far in the preseason. Um, I would agree with you. I think Jeremy Hill is going to be the starter week one. And it's going to be Mixon's job to take. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I ran this one through the calculator as well. And you won. The, the calculator doesn't do 19 picks, 2019 okay. picks. Yep. So I have to exclude that. But... You won twelve point six to nine oh, in wow. this trade with Rogers. So, um, I like it for you. I don't hate it for Rogers. No, it's a good. Yeah, Rogers I, knows what he's doing. He's making yeah, a win now. I mean, move. it's such a it's a really good win now move for him. Yeah. Um, and the overall haul that you got, I think, was worth it. So, I mean, you should. I think you should be happy with that trade. Yeah, overall, very happy. What do we got next? So next is you and Ad 
Okay. Swapping 18 firsts. <laughs> so, so so you acquire Ad's 18 first, yep. and you gave Rodgers' 18 first to Ad. So yeah. basically, Ad is betting on himself. Correct. I, I mean, no, Ad, Ad is also super superstitious with that. He always wants to trade his first for another first because he doesn't want kind of that stress, which makes sense. He gets to root against someone else. Sure. Um, but at that point, I mean, it, it, that was a 50-50 toss-up. We don't know. Ad could win the league. Rodgers could win the league. It's... Mm-hmm. Straight up, nothing, nothing real more to say about it. Was, it was you guys just probably just wanted to trade. No, Ad was trying to get another first for me for a while. I just I was betting on Rodgers to win the league. That's why I made the deal. He was looking for Greg's first. He was looking for Fam's first. He literally was like any first for mine. I was like, I told him no. <laughs> okay. What are you gonna do? I mean, it's cool. You guys traded. You guys got a trade high for there. We got trade. Hours. We have 130 trades in the off season history of our league. That's awesome. Uh, all right. So next we got. You're involved again, believe it or not. What do you know? You acquire Marquise Lee, Jeremy Hill in a 19 second, and Rob acquires CJ Procise and an 18 fourth. Yep. You um, got to be happy with this trade. That, that's what I'm saying. This this was the reason that I was super happy with the Crowell trade because right after the Crowell trade, I had some regret. I missed my boy. He's one of my favorite players in the league. I think he's going to have a monster monster season this year. This is what made me happy about the Crowell trade. I think the total value package I got in total was fantastic. Yeah. What was the? I'm interested to know how the the calculator reacted to this one. So the calculator doesn't go beyond 18 thirds. Okay. So I had to exclude that from Rob's side, but everything else oh, it doesn't include the 19 second for you either. Okay. So without those two things, you got an 8.5. Rob got a 6.6. Okay. Not bad. So made out there too. I don't hate it. Of course, the trade calculator isn't always right. Yeah. Because he, I mean, you can't calculate upside and. Exactly, in situation and, and anything's going to be high and who's not. I think it's just an algorithm with age and ADP. I think that's all it is. Yeah, and so, you know, based on that, you won. Uh, and I would agree. Um, and I love ProSize, and we'll get to... You are a huge ProSize We'll get guy. to me trading for him later, but... Um, yeah, you got to be happy with that haul. So, let's get into the next trade. A three-way deal. Love three-way deals. Between yourself, Andrew Itzler, and myself. Am I involved in every trade here, but you're in Rob's? No. Okay. Um, you acquire in this Kenneth Dixon. Okay. And Kenyon Drake. Yep. Two KDs. KDs. You gotta go get Kevin Durant in basketball. I'll reach out to Muller. Itzler acquires a 19 second, and I acquire an 18 first. Over, overall, I thought this trade was, was super even. I, I think, think it was a very respectable, even. even fantasy trade. It is even. It sucked to give up Dixon. But, you know, you got him. He's an upside player. That's it. That's what I need at this point. I have no talent. I need as much upside as I can get. Someone needs to hit. It's the same with Drake. You're high on Drake. I love Drake. So you got two two upside players. Isler gets a 19 second for Kenny Drake. You can't really beat that. I feel no. like he makes out in that. And I got my 18 first for Dixon and a 19 second. So, I mean, I'm happy with it. Yeah. Um, ran this through the trade calculator as well. Again, doesn't calculate for the 19 second because it doesn't do 19 picks but it gave you a 4.2 Isler and NA because we, <laughs> we don't know what it would be and they gave me a 6 okay so yeah the first is valuable yeah no I'm happy I got the first I wasn't in the first round at all next year so my whole goal was to get into the first round and with our league it's nearly impossible to it's get into the first round very difficult unless you're dealing with me you're, you're literally the exactly. only way to get in the first round is through me exactly so that's why I love trading with you because yeah. you know if you don't you you know that the player is often worth more than the pick, but people are just blind by the picks. I also just like to trade the trade. You also like to trade the trade. 
So, all in all, a solid three-way deal. Yeah, absolutely. You happy, you're happy with your side? I'm super happy. Like I said, I my team is devoid of talent. I, I wanted to take the upside shot. Um, I mean, Kenny Dixon is great. And like I said, with my ability to cause injuries and, and force physical harm onto these players that I obtain, it's a win-win for me because, A, he either comes back and does very well because he's a very talented player, and we all know it. We watch this tape coming out of college. Or, B, I ruin his career. He never plays for the Ravens, and the Ravens are set back a couple of years. It's a fantastic win As either way. As an AFC North guy, I... I'm on board with that. I love it. And yeah, I love Kenyon Drake, although the news came out today that he's kind of clearly in third behind Jamie and Average Williams. Uh, what are you going to do? I hate to see it. What are you going to do? Um, all right, moving on. Between myself and Rob, I received CJ Procise. Remember this on the way to Wendy's? Of course. This is a fantastic trade. I received CJ Procise in 18 third and fourth. 18 third and 18 fourth. Rob acquires Joe Williams. A 19-4th and a 19-5th. Thoughts? So, I, I like I initially love this trade for you. I, I think the only way... It, it depends on how you look at Joe Williams. I don't think Joe Williams is going to have as much value as other people do. I think he's going to end up getting lost in that depth chart. I think the Carlos Hyde smoke will finally pause out, and he will be the number one running back there by far. I think Tim Hightower is not to be overlooked. I think he's a legitimate passing down option. I think he's a legitimate change of pace back that can is proved in New Orleans that he can start and handle a significant role. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also s- sincerely like Matt Brieta. Don't sleep on Brieta. They li- they like him a lot. They like him a lot, and he's explosive. So I, I get it from Rob. Rob loves upside running backs, although he usually chooses questionable upside running backs. Um, but that being said, I get it from Rob's perspective because Joe Williams could pan out. I just I personally do not think he will. He definitely could pan out, and Absolutely. I drafted him solely to be a handcuff to Carlos yeah. Hyde. But you know, seeing Brieta kind of have a good preseason so far, you know, High Towers, High Tower, is Joe Williams fourth on that depth chart? He has a long it battle ahead of him. It could be. Also, CJ Proceis is younger than Joe Williams, so I think for me, and I love CJ Proceis. I love what yeah. he did last year. His only downside is he's hurt a lot. Um, but when he's healthy, he's dynamic. Yeah, I agree. And um, I like him a lot. So I, I'm just happy I got the I got the better picks out of that deal too. Um, the trade calculator said I got an 8.6. Rob got a 4.5. So happy with the deal. Um, I tried getting process from Rogers like last year a bunch. Well, Rod Rogers was notoriously high on process yeah. too. He wouldn't give him up. So he was upset giving him up in general. I'm glad I got him and. We'll see if I hold on to him. Probably not, but there's that one. All right, moving on. Uh, between Nick Familari and Andrew Itzler. Love that. Love Itzler branching out. Love trade an Itzler-Nick trade, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So Nick acquires Doug Martin. Itzler acquires Darren McFadden, a 19 first and an 18 second. Yeah, I, I think that's also another great deal for both teams. Um Familiar, I love it for because he gets like I said. I think I think this is exact quote. Maybe Duke said or somebody said it was the boomer bust player. Like this is this is the trade that's either going to push Familiar over the top or it's gonna hurt. It's he's not gonna make it. This is the this is the deal that's gonna push him over the top. Is what is what I'm trying to say. If he hits, he's gonna soar. You know, mm-hmm. and I kind of love that. He's doing his upside thing. He loves taking those risks. Um, Itzler's rebuilding. It's Itzler is like I said. He's on the cusp of somewhat relevant, on the cusp of irrelevant. He's doing a good job of trying to stay relevant while also rebuilding, which is, it's it's a good mix for him. 
as opposed to just making the push, giving everything up. He's now kind of finding that good balance, which is cool. He's, I mean, he's progressing as a dynasty owner. We, yeah. We've all seen it. We're watching him yeah. grow. It's, I feel like a proud father. Like, I feel like the league is like a proud father, you know? So do you think he's finally come to realize that he's not a win-now team? He should be acquiring picks and rebuilding for the future? But I, I think he's in the middle of the road on it because he's still trying to win. He's not, he's not like he's selling everyone and like complete wholesale. He's still mm-hmm. trying to be... He is. Productive, like which he is, is fine. It's good. He's trying to make that push for oh, seven. He's doing the right thing, that's but it. he's rebuilding. So I, I think it's a 50-50 split. I think he's trying to do both, which is awesome. That's what you. That's how you have to play dynasty. Mm-hmm. And I think he did a good job. So I, I like to trade for both sides. Yeah, I mean, to me, he got good value out of Doug Martin. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know how long, how much longer is Doug Martin going to last in Tampa Bay? You don't know. Um, he's I mean, signed like a six-year deal or something ridiculous. Did he? <laughs> yeah, that was his last year deal after he had his enormous, enormous season. I feel like people sleep on him, myself included. I don't know why. Well, they do because he has an elite year and then he has a putrid year. Yeah. You can't do that. I mean, you yeah. can, but you can't. I mean, Itzer got a rental in Darren McFadden, but he also got a 19 first and an 18 second. So, I mean, That's awesome. Uh, according to the calculator, Nick got a 6.1 and Itzler, without the 19 first, got a 6.4. So There you go. Kudos to Itzler. It's funny because every other podcast we bash at the first trades, but this is one that he might have actually won. Well, maybe it's maybe it's just ad. Maybe 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 this, ad uh, just bringing the negativity. Maybe it is. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. But it might be. Uh, moving on. Speaking of ad, ad acquires Derek Carr. Kojak acquires 19 first. I. It's it's a good deal. I, I mean, ad for is, ad. I think it's a good deal for ad. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a great deal for ad. Great deal for ad. He's got the elite young quarterback. He never has to address the position again, barring unforeseen injury. And it's great because now he has. That was his one question mark. He has the team now can that can win the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel like I was personally involved in this trade just because we were so close. It's so long talks for Jameis. He finally got sick of me and went to Kojak. He went for the low hanging fruit. With Kojak, I'm surprised he responded. That's a step in the right direction for Kojak. It is. Um, Kojak also has Cam Newton on his team. Yeah, so it, ma- it makes sense from that point. He has Cam. He has an elite player. And he. Um, the next trade actually gave him another quarterback. It gave it him did. Deshaun Watson. So now he has his young upside guy. He has Cam, who, although he's shown he's injury-proof, he's also an elite talent. Um, well, let me dive into the calculator on the, yeah, uh, the Derek Carr trade. Derek Carr is worth 12.5, and 19 first is N.A. So... I would guess Derek Carr would blow a 19 first pick out it, of the um, water. So I, I, I've used the calculator a lot recently just to like gauge values. I kind of like seeing it. Um, Sometimes it brings you back down to earth. Ex- oh, absolutely. It does. A late, if we're looking from value point, a late 18 first is six points. A mid 18 first is eight points. And then a high one is like nine. So nine this is a late something. 19 first. So late 19. So, so you like put three. it at like five. I, I would put it at like five. Just a point or two for a year. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think Ad definitely won the trade from a value perspective. That's why when we were talking Jameis, like I said, I was I was almost caving at the I think the closest we got was a first, a second, and Smallwood for Jameis. Um I kinda like toyed with the one first, didn't think he was gonna accept and he accepted, I kinda got spooked mm-hmm. and really wanted the two first. I think the two first was fair. I think I was giving Jameis and a second for the two firsts. It was a 2018 and 2019, and he didn't want to do it. And, I mean, he rightfully so. He got one first for Derek Carr, which blows that deal out of the water. Yeah, he made the right move there. Yeah. Um, but, again, is that a situation where the calculator kind of talked you back down to earth? No. Him accepting it kind of scared me. Okay. Him him accepting it kind of scared me because I didn't really want to give up Jameis. I love Jameis. 
Jameis is the dude. Um, but yeah, I think, I think good. yeah, I think the the value is better with the the counter that I got. But I obviously made the better move. All right, so moving on, um, the Deshaun Watson trade. You picked up Deshaun Watson and you traded him right to Kojak after the Derek Carr trade. It made sense. It was a good move. It was a great, great savvy move for you. And you got him for an 18 fourth, a guy that was out there on the free agency market. You picked up and traded. I got. I basically got to pick for free. You got to pick for free. Which I'm, I'm not hating it on. I literally, I literally picked up Deshaun as preventative measure in case I did trade Jameis. I wanted to have the young upside guy, and I didn't, and was able to get a pick out of it. So, I mean, well done. Yeah, win for me. Well done. Three point two is Deshaun Watson, by the way. Eighteen fourth is NA. So, it works. Um, and last but not least, a uh, nice Greg and Dutch trade. Love those. Greg, this is a good one. Greg acquires Jonathan Stewart. Dutch acquires Adam Thielen. Greg has been all over trying to get just another running back. He, he wants he run, needs he's running, running back, back depth. He and he's been aggressive. He went after Jeremy Hill hard. He went after, I think, a couple other guys from Seckler. He was going after some stuff. Um, but I, I think the trade is even. I think it's a good trade for both sides. I would go, like, 60-40 douche. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I personally I like feeling like better, but I think from what both teams were trying to do, I, I like, I think it's great. Yeah, no, it makes sense for both of them. Correct. Um, calculator agrees, 5.5 Thielen, 2 Jonathan Stewart. I think 2 is a little low for Jonathan Stewart. It's aggressively low. I, I think I, it's because of Christian McCaffrey correct, being Correct, but they don't, he's going to get more than zero, ca- he's going to get carries. He's not yeah. going anywhere. I agree, he's going to be the number, yeah. the number one guy there. So I think 2 is a little low, but it added depth for, for Greg. And Dooch got a, like a young breakout player from last year. So um, that's it for trades. I mean, it was a great session. We had a lot of trades there. I'm hoping the activity still picks up. I think it's going to start to it's die down. Not. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna stay constant throughout the season. I hope anyway. I don't know. I don't know if it stays constant. I think it. I think it maintains this aggressiveness through week four of the preseason, and then once those final cuts are made, I think it kind of solidifies. Okay. I also love Mike Davis getting carries right now. That makes me so happy. I was I loved him coming out. I loved him. Pick him up. I'm not gonna pick him up. I'd rather have Malcolm <laughs> Brown at this point. But I loved Mike Davis coming out of college. What are you gonna do, um, Carson? Look at that, five for thirty. Yeah, he's uh he's no joke. I I someone picked him up. I don't know who it is though. Someone owns him in our league. Chris Carson. Yeah, I think it's um, Tiz. That's it's not, that makes sense. I, I was gonna guess Tiz or Seckler. Those are just two. I feel tiz like it's Tiz, but I'm not sure. Don't quote me. Seckler just has Matthew Elite days. Uh, who actually sneaky looked very good. He does look. He good. he's looked solid. He's been doing everything. And but the coaching staff loves him. He's also playing like him. third and fourth quarter. So coaching staff loves him though. You don't actually know. But. Um. So now the the last thing we wanted to discuss, we had one other bet. Um. Before we oh, close right, out we the show, um. Pretty simple bet. Pretty standard bet. I believe it was Itzler and Greg. As normal, am I correct? It was Itzler and Greg. Itzler and Greg is normal, and it was just straight up who has more fantasy points, Tyreek Hill or, or TEP. Um, for those of you who are not in the league, it's Terrell Pryor. Um, who are you, who are you taking here, Chad? I'm taking TP. Okay. I'm a, I've been on the TP train all year long. I'm high in TP. Um, not to say Tyreek Hill won't score points because he definitely will. Um, I just like Terrell Pryor. I like who's throwing to him. Um, I'm going to take the Pryor side. Not to mention I have other bats with Pryor in the line. So. Comple- completely fine. I'm, I'm actually going the other way here. I, I actually am, am siding towards Tyreek Hill. I, I love Tyreek. I mean, I, I think I just, because I picked him up off the way. Like, he's my guy. You know, I have that emotional connection. Right. But they, they're, they game plan around him. Like, that's awesome. And they're using him correctly, almost like the Percy Harvin of old. Like, he's, 
he's awesome. Like he's shown that he can run routes. He's shown that he has reliable hands. He's fast as hell. He can return kicks. He he's explosive. He's a threat to score anytime he touches the ball. And I think that kind of gives him the edge there, especially in this PPR league. I think he's going to outscore TP. Okay. I'm glad we disagree. I'm, I'm equally glad we I disagree. I like debate. You trying to play Madden? Kind of. We got to go to Rogers' party. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Rogers, don't, don't worry. If, if you're listening to this now, we've already made it to your party and probably had a great time. But yeah, we're, we're about to be on our way very shortly. The party's going to be very fun. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see your penthouse. Penthouse sweet. Have you been, have you been, you've never been in that building? That building's gorgeous. Did you see sna- his snaps today? I mean, I've been in that building before. It's awesome. The rooftop's like unreal. Yeah. It's the building is nuts. I'm jealous, dude. I made the wrong career move. I think we all did. I think, I think we, we all did. might have all made the wrong career. We all move. made the wrong career move. Yeah. What are you going to do? We all should be writing for Roto World. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Elite Dynasty podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the content. We are sorry as always for our little hiatus. Um, but next episode we'll have ad back, um, and I think we'll be on a more consistent schedule. I don't think we have any foreseen breaks moving forward, which yeah. is kind of awesome. Hopefully an episode within the next four or five days. Yeah, yeah, we'll have something out, and we'll probably, honestly, I have updates from all these preseason games, who's doing well, who's not. I think that's a, a good next step for an update. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, that's going to do it for this week. Chad, you want to hit him with the Twitter? At Elite Dynasty Pod. Um, I'm still working on the, the draft day video, um... I've been a little bit lazy, I'll admit, and haven't been working on it. But um, hopefully soon that will come out. I'm also going to try to to release the second article. Um, as a commissioner of multiple leagues, I need to input rosters for NBA, which has been kind of preoccupying my motivation to do anything. And just thinking about that, I don't really want to do anything. So that's been impacting me as well. Okay. Well, there you go. We're both lazy. Absolutely. 100% lock in the lazy portion. So everyone, have a great night and uh, get ready to uh, start us an NFL season. I'll see you later. Peace.